With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Inspire Change, a broadcast that strives to educate, motivate, and empower men to challenge traditions of masculinity. To guide us through the intricacies and intersections of emotions, relationships, and male identity is renowned psychologist, author, and speaker, Gunter Swoboda. This is Inspire Change. Before I begin the actual podcast, I would like to respectfully acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which I work. I would also like to pay my respects to their elders past and present. Welcome everybody to another episode of Inspired Change. On this episode, you're getting me on my very own. This is the first of uh, season five in which I'm going to be holding the fort. But one of the things that I wanted to uh, s- sort of bring up is firstly, a big warm welcome to all those people who regularly tune in to my podcast. And if this is your first time, I sincerely hope that you're going to get something out of this that will make you think, make you reflect and hopefully inspire some change for yourself. Now, remember, when we change, others will also change. We can't necessarily direct that, but let me give you a heads up. They do. So, um, after the wonderful time that I had with Mark, Dr. Mark Williams, um, in the last podcast, I thought long and hard about how I wanted to start my own sort of sessions off and in that context I thought I'd take up something that's very very dear to my heart uh, mainly because I see the consequences of this all the time and this is both for um, adults with and without children so what am I talking about well the obvious I'm talking about parenting And one of the things that I want to do over the next few podcasts is actually talk about what some of the fundamental um, do's and don'ts are in parenting. Because ultimately, you know, Mark and I brought up the issue about making contact and how important contact is for being a well-rounded, healthy human being. That's not just when we're littlies. It's also when we're in our third age, as we, as we come to the last run in our life, one of the things that I see is lots and lots of men who are feeling alienated and alone in their journey towards the end of their lives. And it's sad because, you know, if anything, most of us would want someone with us, or a lot of people for that matter. So I thought I'd kick it off with the whole idea about parenting because there are so many different ideas um, and so many ways in which those ideas have been implemented that I think there needs to be some clarification. And so 
Let me first of all um, shatter a myth or a misconception, really. Uh, this one bothers me all the time because I hear it constantly, especially given the fact that we're living in the me times. You know, everyone's talking about, you know, my time or me time. And, you know, essentially, you know, I get it as, you know, as a parent, you know, at times you're overwhelmed, you know, with the needs and demands of your children, whether they're six months old or whether they're 16 or 18. And so what's that core idea that keeps cropping up into the conversation that sort of drives me a little bit spare? And that's the idea that as a parent, you have to sacrifice a lot, right? So with that idea, we're already starting off with the negative. We're already starting off with this idea of, you know, I've got to give up stuff and it's all for the kid you know, where do I come into it? And it becomes a bit of a moan, really. And I want everybody out there who is either endeavouring to become a parent, is a parent, or is a grandparent to, you know, think about this differently if you haven't already done so. And I think there's a lot of grandparents out there who've really had a, a mind shift where they might have thought about it as a sacrifice and they've arrived to being a grandparent with the idea of something that's different, something that is a, a you know, massive shift in attitude because, you know, attitude matters most in relationships. What is it that I'm bringing to the table with this? And what am I bringing to this child or those children in that whole thing? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw down a challenge. I like doing that from time to time. Be really interesting to see how many people pick up on this and actually run with it. Uh, and while I'm on that, do not hesitate to reach out. If you have questions, email me or get in touch with me. And, you know, if appropriate, I will put them up and I will talk about them. And, you know, make it a general forum. I, you know, I'd love this to be a dialogue between people, a community that challenges. And yes, you know, the fundamental idea behind Inspire Change is that we start thinking about the whole notion of gender and especially masculinity in a different way, in a healthier way, okay? That's why I talk about making good men great because that's an attitude. You know, we can all wander along in blissful ignorance and continue to perpetuate, you know, some serious issues, you know, being sexist or misogynist or... You know, just not switched on, you know, and particularly these days where, you know, people have established laws and rules, and yes, some of it might, might be a bit over-the-top and draconian, but we've had to do it because it's been a bit of a struggle, especially if you're female, to get heard, to be seen. And, you know, we still have the problem that if you're a female over 50, the chances are that socially you're going to disappear. You know, people don't notice you. One of the things that I get from women all the time, I have become invisible. You know, to me, that's very sad. It's also a, an indictment on our culture. Okay, so here's the challenge. Instead of viewing parenting as a sacrifice, I want you to think about it and reframe it 
as an investment. Now, I was a little bit iffy about that one because one of the things that I'm not particularly keen on is translating everything into an economic um, concept or idea or process. You know, I'm very much about, you know, we need to look after the planet, we need to look after our society, and we need to look after each other as individuals, okay? And then we need to think about, you know, about the economy. And, you know, economists may take a very different view, but let me throw in this idea. And this is why I ran with the idea of an investment. If you don't take care of those three things that I mentioned before in an adequate way, it is going to cost us. If we don't look after the planet, it's going to cost our lives. Humanity will become extinct, not a question. This is not about a debate. The science is very clear. I recently watched a documentary on Jacques Cousteau, who started off doing research for oil companies and then came to become one of the first real eco-warriors in this space, and for good reason, because as a diver and as an explorer, he saw the damage that was being done to the planet, even in the 60s and 70s. It was atrocious, and by the time we got to the 90s, he was despairing. And I look around at it, in, in, and in my 65 years of being on this planet, I completely agree with him, is we've done a pathetic job in paying attention to what's really important. And I can lay the same claim at the feet of us in this culture when it comes to looking after each other. Our mental health statistics are worse than they've ever been, right? So how do we set this ship right? How do we, you know stop it from capsizing and heading into the right direction. And that's when I went, you know what, I can live with this idea of an investment because I want a return on this investment. I want to see something that, you know, emerges as something that our children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren can live with, not just struggle to survive because of a bunch of greedy people sitting on the top of the gold pile like, you know, the dragons in stories of old. You know, you're investing in your child's well-being, in its development, and the future is a long-term goal. I want them to get well into their adulthood feeling safe and sound and secure. And as a parent, I, I'm... I need to take ownership for that. I need to take on responsibility for this. So this is not an easy job. It's never meant to be an easy job. It's also not meant to be despairing. We need to think about how we're going to do this. So, you know, being a parent means in this investment idea, realigning our priorities. And that means actually putting the child, if not first, but certainly at the same level as me. And sometimes I just have to come first. That is not a sacrifice. That is my investment to the well-being of that child. So, you know, 
it, it, with it, if you put this in practice, it's, it's amazing the return on investment that you get because your life becomes fulfilled with an immense sense of joy uh, and purpose. You know, we're just not meandering down, you know, this weird little maze where we go, oh, will this work, will that work? No, 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 we know what we need to do. Science has been telling us what we need to do, and it continues to point this out, right? And, you know, the first primary aim in my role as a parent, me being a parent, let's forget the role, I don't want this to be a mask, I want it to be authentic, is I want to think about how can I create real attachment with my child, and that, you know, starts when, the you know, my partner is pregnant, you know, that's how early we we think about this sort of stuff when we talk about attachment theory and what science is telling us about this. So, you know, eventually the payoff is that we're going to watch a responsible and well-rounded, successful adult, not someone who's just good at making money or good at being a this or a that, but actually a rounded, successful person. We can talk about this in another episode. And so, you know, this this means that we got to make choices that align with my first core principle, and that is of attachment. So whatever I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be looking at how does this affect my attachment to my child because if that child doesn't have it one of the things that you can be certain of that at some point you're going to see that child uh, exhibit signs of anxiety and that come in all sorts of different ways and I'm not going to get into those right now but I can tell you they're there you know issues about sleep disturbance issues about anger rage um, you know different Patterns, OCD, all sorts of stuff, oppositional stuff. Those things don't come out of the blue. They come out of the relationship between me as a parent and my child. And if that, you know, it's not just up to a professional to fix that child, it is up to me as a parent to be behind being the change that I want my child to experience. So... That is essentially the beginning of Parenting 101. So let's move from attachment because we've already spent in some of the podcasts quite a bit of time on attachment. But I thought what I'd talk about is, um, you know, some of the steps as a parent. And I'm going to go through those fairly quickly. uh, And then in each of the next podcasts, I'm going to focus on this in a little bit more depth. So... um, I remember reading a book in part of my leadership training about the seven habits of highly effective people. Well, I've always liked that concept and I've just changed it around and I've pinched it off from Stephen Covey to talk about seven habits for great parenting, okay? So what are the seven habits? Firstly, as a parent, you need to develop consistency, right? That That is just an absolute key. Um And, you know, as I said, I'm going to go into depth with all of these over the next few podcasts. The other thing that I've got to develop with my child is open communication. This is particularly relevant when your sprog is in their teenage years. 
Um, one of the things that I get from most boys is dad talks to them, but it's more like a lecture. And it turns them right off. If you want to, if you want your teenager to switch off, just talk at them. You very quickly find that they're completely dissociated in a trance state, and then suddenly you finish, and your blood's boiling, and the kids sort of going, "Yeah, now what?" So that's that's particularly important as well. So what's the next habit? Well, the idea of quality time. Now again. Not a huge fan of just going quality time because quality time for a child is on their agenda, not yours. So if you happen to be engaged with doing something and your child comes to you and goes, I really need to talk to you, um, you can't schedule him into the calendar. It just doesn't work. You may be able to get that through in a little bit of the later years of adolescence, but my experience and, and, and what I find makes a huge difference in the parent-child relationship is when I have this idea that I'm going to be spending one-on-one time with each of my children regularly to strengthen our relationship and to understand them as an individual and their needs and their interests, all right? And so for all you very keen dads out there, if you're into surfing and mountain biking and your kid couldn't give a rats about those activities, don't force them. It only creates pain for both of you. As a dad, get interested in what the kid's interested in, even if you may go, this is going to bore me to tears. But then you ask yourself the question, who's the adult in the room? Number four, positive reinforcement. I know that's really hard. You know, do I say no to the child? Do I give them, you know, do, can I be critical of them? And you've got to be real with a, a kid. You know, if they're doing something wrong, tell them. And when they correct it, then reinforce that positively. But we can do positive reinforcements all along the way in little bits, right? It, it's a way of starting to see you know, uh, an issue from both sides. You know, sometimes the thing that we see as a problem in certain situations actually may not be a problem at all, right? So it's open your mind, broaden it, and see what you can do with it because I can tell you now it's going to pay off in your relationship with your child. And here's the biggie. Number five, patience. I watch and hear about too many parents who go from zero to Hiroshima in 10 seconds flat. Um, So imagine being on the receiving end of that. Would you want to be hanging around with a person who's like really easily frustrated, impatient, demanding and controlling? I suspect not. In fact, if you get any chance, you're going to either hide or fight back. And some kids learn how to fight back really well to the point where they'll have, you know, it becomes a game of rope-a-dope. You know, we as the parent are going to be on the ropes and the kid's going to be bouncing around like Muhammad Ali, you know, shuffling their feet, you know, floating like a butterfly, and we are completely disarmed. Not good because they actually don't feel good in that either because they want to have a relationship wherein they can feel safe and secure uh, and they they get acknowledged and validated, but they also get the reality of 
you know, well, you've stuffed up on that one. But that's okay. We can fix this. You can fix that. You just need to own it. Number six, empathy. And unfortunately, the research has been telling us that over the past 35, 40 years, empathy in the population has been on decline. And let me tell you, in the patriarchal system and in the way that men are traditionally um, raised and socialised, empathy comes a poor third, fourth to many, many other qualities. Uh, And it's sad because not only do we lack empathy often that we need as as a dad, but we also lack the emotional vocabulary that helps our kids to begin to explore appropriately and learn appropriately about what it is to regulate emotions better. Now, the final one, and I've kept it deliberately as the final one, is there is going to be a time when you need to do some self-care, some self-maintenance, when you need to take a breather from, you know, being constantly at your kid's beck and call because that's not helpful either. Our kids need to learn progressively, right? And this is progressively over their, you know, journey from being, you know, completely physically and emotionally dependent as a baby through to a teenager where I want to be more of a coach rather than necessarily the support, the life support system, um, where I'm going to go, yeah, let's talk this through. What do you think? Okay, yes, I can tell you what to do on this level, but I'm maybe not going to because I want you to discover what it's like to make those decisions and experience the consequences. One of the biggest issues that I have with a lot of young adults is they've never been made to face the real consequences of their screw-ups. And we all make screw-ups. All of us. At some point or another, we're going to stuff something up. But you know what? It mostly is never someone else's fault. We've always got a role to play. And in a lot of instances, it's really up to me. All right, so again, let me encourage you. If you have any questions, if you want to participate in a dialogue in this, you know, and I know that I'm sort of a voice at the end of the digital line, but we can we can approximate something that comes down to like a conversation. So please get in touch with me. You know where to find me through all the different avenues on the internet. Um, And um, in some instances, if someone wants to have uh, a counselling or mentoring or coaching uh, session with me specifically, don't hesitate and inquire. Um, I'm sure we can work something out either in person Uh, Zoom, telehealth, whatever it is, there's always an avenue. And until next time, this is me signing off. Thank you for listening to Inspire Change, a broadcast that strives to educate, motivate, and empower men to challenge traditions of masculinity. For more information on the Making Good Men Great movement, or for individual or group coaching sessions with Gunter, visit makinggoodmengreat.com. For inquiries regarding broadcast topics or appearing on the show, email Miranda at noartainment.com. That's Miranda at N-O-I-R-T-A-I-N-M-E-N-T dot com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.